No one knows your business better than you. So don't let anyone make you feel something that isn't facts. And then the next thing to do sounds easier said than done, but stop letting people on this internet impact your bag. (laughs) Stop it. Welcome to the Millennial CEO Podcast, a place for millennial entrepreneurs to laugh, cry, and strategize. I'm your host, Kirsten Roldan, and my number one mission is to help others fall 1000% in love with entrepreneurship. So let's get right into it. Hello, hello, and welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. I'm going to jump right in. I want to chat about a recent poll I created on Instagram. It asked these three questions, okay? And this poll, I'm pretty sure, received the most responses ever that I've had, an IG story poll. So I was really blown away by this, and this is exactly why I want to talk about it. My questions were, Do you believe your business is going through a rebirth? Do you feel like there's a gap in your support between the no and the do? Are you prolonging a pivot or delaying a project you were once excited about? And the overwhelming response was, yes, my business is going through a rebirth and it feels dicey. Yes, I feel like there's a gap in my support needs and my brain is racing. And yes, I've been completely prolonging a pivot or I've implemented, but I feel about it. I had a few conversations with you all about what's up. And so many of you have courageously, right, wiped up to 80% of your recurring revenue in pursuit of a pivot, right? So some of you have torn down your agencies, myself included. Some of you have um, just done total 180s in your business strategy and you did it. It's done. But now you're feeling (laughs) not so great, right? You're feeling 100% like this thing, this pivot, it might not be working. (laughs) And so you end up isolating yourself to plot your next move. And really, you're not giving it a chance to work by doing that. Now, if you don't know, I've made my own pivot from an agency model with occasional coaching to 100% coaching. So I wanted to dive deeper into this, but let's start with the most common fears I hear around pivoting. So I have found that when the conversation of pivoting comes up, it looks like this. I don't want to look unreliable or untrustworthy because I'm switching my services. I feel like people will assume my business is failing if I pivot. And what I found this really stems from upon like digging deeper with people is from a feeling like people will judge you. They'll call you out. They'll blast you in their content. They won't follow your journey anymore and the like. But the first thing to do is to determine whether this is actually a pivot or an embodied sidestep, because usually it's actually not as big of a pivot as you or others think it is. And you just need to realize that and like move accordingly, right? As opposed to thinking you have to make this like massive announcement and do this whole pivot party and all of this stuff. It's like maybe you're just sidestepping. Maybe you're just moving deeper into embodiment. And this is what it looks like. So determine that and then realize the facts, right? So like, for example, my agency had a 750K run rate and I still decided to tear it down. I didn't do anything out of failing. My agency was massively succeeding. 
I made decisions out of embodiment. No one knows your business better than you. So don't let anyone make you feel something that isn't facts. All right. And then the next thing to do sounds easier said than done, but stop letting people on this internet impact your bag. <laughs> stop it. Bop. That's me bopping. If I, if you could see me now, bop. don't do that. And another thing, give your community more credit. If you keep solving their problems, they're going to stick around. They're not squirrels that are like looking for the next best thing, even though you think that's what they are because you have all these assumptions about your audience and you're resentful towards them. And, you know, if they don't immediately respond and like so many big feelings come up (laughs) about our audiences that are really just assumptions. Now, as someone who has pivoted and sidestepped and prolonged the inevitable out of people pleasing, I get it. I really do. And I want you to know you can't do this wrong. I want you to remember how resilient and resourceful you are and that your community trusts you. Your decisions are for the betterment of everyone around you. Do you believe that? Because if you do, everyone else will. But there's there's more to this, right? There's more to it. Okay. So I'm not just going to leave it there. What do you do when you pivot and you completely freak out after? Like you've raised your prices or you've added a new service, but you got debilitated in the idea of launching it because, you know, insert all the scarcity, fear, trauma response roadblocks. The majority of people will either completely isolate themselves and not sell their offer or they will over strategize because they feel like they need to beef up in order to sell. Or, and I see this a lot, they'll address all their deepest fears to their audience. They'll say, it's not because I don't love XYZ or because I failed doing XYZ or because I don't believe in the power of XYZ. It's like, girl, just pivot, (laughs) right? And in both scenarios, in all those scenarios, all these roads lead to over-focusing on the how and the do and the why and the what on everything, but just serving the person that already wants to work with you. And usually this is because you don't even think those leads are available to you. You feel tapped. You feel like since no one is reaching out, there's no interest. I'm not just pulling this out of thin air. Not only have I experienced this, but when I tell you these are across the board answers I've seen in my clients and the people I've spoken with, This is so common. So something I like to define with all my clients is where is the line between dialogue and decisions? When you're trying to grow your business, right, you tend to give every idea the time of day. And when you pivot, you give every fear the time of day. So in both instances, right, you're either stuck in this state of action and do, which tells your brain when I do this, money comes and so I must keep doing or you're ready to make a quick pivot and get to selling. But when you don't give your brain time to think, it really does create this stage for it to throw a soap opera straight up in your mind when you make a massive pivot that doesn't give you an immediate result. So your adrenaline rush dies, your fear kicks in, and you isolate and hit the story's walk of shame after your sabbatical. (laughs) Can you feel me? Do you feel me? And y'all know the story's walk of shame showing up like, I just really needed a break. (laughs) Uh, And I say this because I've done it. Like I speak from my 
heart on this one for real. So with that, let me answer some of your burning questions because I want you to walk away with this, you know, feeling like, okay, I got this. Should you have pivoted or waited? Should you announce your pivot and throw a party? Should you explain your pivot? And the most important thing, how can you continue to make sales during your pivot? So let's start with should you have pivoted or waited? If you're considering a pivot, I want you to take a few things into account. Why do you want to make this pivot? Do you feel like your offer isn't really aligned or do you feel like maybe you have some mindset work to do around your offer? What about this pivot will solve all your problems? Is it really, really, really the product or service that will do that? And do you full body believe you can succeed with this pivot? If you don't answer these questions with sureness, I want you to journal this one out and really think about this. But if you're like, Kirsten, I know exactly what I want, but maybe, you know, need to do some work around X, Y, Z. How do I sell an unaligned offer during this gap between my reality and my future pivot? Because I need to make sales, right? It's simple. Tap into why you don't feel aligned and really dig into it. I can almost guarantee it's not related to your offer, but to your thoughts and feelings around yourself or your business or life, and you're taking it out on your offer. This is what I've learned in my experience now and through my own coaching journey. It's wild when you realize how much you're taking out on your business when really... (laughs) It's something totally different. Now, let's say you've pivoted. Woohoo! But like, no woohoo, you're freaking out and you're isolating. Should you have just waited? I have asked myself this. Should I have just waited? How do you make sales when you're debilitated? In what other instances of your life have you asked yourself this question? Should I have waited? Where else has this shown up for you? What was the result of not waiting? What would have happened if you did just wait? And which feels better to you? There's your answer. Because I can almost guarantee you that there have been many times you've said, should I have just waited? And you shouldn't have. You did the right thing. (laughs) You did the right thing. It just hurt. It just stung. It's almost like a breakup, right? Like you finally break up with your toxic boyfriend. And it's only when you're laying in bed at night, totally alone with no prospects, so it seems, and no anything that suddenly the rushing, flooding, suffocating feeling of should I have waited (laughs) comes in. And it's like, you know, you shouldn't have waited. You know, you did the right thing, but it just, it just feels, you feel some type of way right now. Right. And it's very similar when it comes to business as well. When you pivot, you go through this business breakup. And I speak with so much experience because I pivoted a lot and I've embodied sidestepped a lot. And you always have that like regretful moment of should I have waited? Think about that. Should you announce your pivot and throw a party? (laughs) This depends. What do you think announcing your pivot will do for you? Will it give you the instant gratification of like the celebratory congratulations from your followers? Do you feel you need that in order to successfully sell your new offer? Will it hype you up for your launch and drive new leads? Do you think it's part of the pivot formula? What is the real goal for you? Because here's my experience. Pivot announcements pale in comparison to just diving into solving your prospects problems, period. It's true. 
I've done pivot announcements. I've not done pivot announcements. Like I've done both. And I find that pivot announcements definitely attract a lot of like congratulations. That's awesome. So cool. But most of the time when I just started solving people's problems, that brought in more leads than doing pivot announcements. And that leads us into number three. Should you explain your pivot? Oh my goodness, I see way too much of this. And I've been guilty of this myself, over explaining every pivot, why I'm making it, what it means, what it means for others, making it way too deep. And again, distracting me from the one thing I need to be doing, which is finding and serving the people that need me. Does that answer your question? Okay. Number four, how can you continue to make sales during your pivot? Again, we get so focused around the energy and actual act of pivoting that there is little room for actual money-making activities. We're investing so much time in the announcement masterclass and exactly how we'll launch that we aren't inviting people that already want to work with us. So if you want to make sales during your pivot, it's literally this simple. Invite current clients to make this pivot with you. Invite engaged prospects to make this pivot with you. Define what you want your prospects to learn from you. Don't focus on creating punchy copy. Just write ideas and concepts and start talking about them. Set up your sales system, your application, your onboarding workflow, the experience of working with you. That is how you can make sales during a pivot. So to wrap this all up, I've given you lots of action items, but I want you to understand, again, what I've learned through my own one-to-one coaching is your massive action needs to bring your mindset with you. The number one thing I needed during my pivot that I'm so happy I focused on is an honest reflection of my pivot and aligned launch and really potent coaching. Shout out to DL. DL, if you're listening, it's all because of you. (laughs) For real though. So are you in the middle of a pivot and feeling like you're hiding in a turtle shell? Do you want to feel in demand despite your current launch metrics, your bank account or clients? Do you want to generate interest in your offers regardless of what they are? Do you want to gain clarity, build your conviction and take your community to the next level with you? Then you are likely the perfect fit for my one-to-one coaching program. Would you like me as your private coach? Then you're in for a treat. The Rolling in Co-Coaching experience is unique because on top of a 90-minute call with me every month, you get direct access, voice messaging support. You'll also receive office hours with myself and my team, access to all of our live programs, and an invitation to our exclusive private podcast feed with on-demand business coaching right in your ears. I am so confident that this container has everything you need to navigate the seas of entrepreneurship and hit your goals with all your sense of self intact. I can't even say it, a sense of self. It's an investment, as is everything. But if you're truly ready to become a more confident CEO without hustling yourself into the ground, if you're ready to combine strategy and mindset coaching for a really positive and just enlightening experience in your business then apply at the link in the show notes so that we can chat more. And thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you next time.